0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The time has come for drag queens to save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race
0: All-Stars is back on Paramount+. And for the first time ever... I want
1: you to use your talent for good for a change.
0: (laughs) Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms of Life. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, January 22nd, 2024. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Dan Rubin. We're going to be joined by special guest Steve Wiltfong for the final 10 minutes or so of the show. It's unbelievable all the good news that is just coming Ohio State's way. It's just a flood of good news, and we are here for it. We're also here for our friends at Manscaped and a great deal you guys can get. Cheers to the new year from our friends at Manscaped, because your resolutions shouldn't be the only things that are well-kept. 2024 is the time for new heights, new opportunities, and a new look for your Times Square balls. Manscaped's Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking to maintain a trim or go for that clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com, use code BUCKNUTS for 20% off, plus free shipping. Happy New Year or Happy New Balls. As a gesture for the New Year, they even threw in two free gifts, the Boxers 2.0 and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag, because they know good and well you're still rocking your boxers from high school. Let's face it, resolutions might come and go but a well-groomed you is here to stay thanks to Manscaped. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BuckNuts at Manscaped.com because nothing says Happy New Year like a deal that leaves your balls and your budget feeling refreshed. Embrace a new new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer courtesy of Manscaped. All right. There we go. Again, Dan, this has been like nothing I've ever seen um, you and I both have somewhat of an, an analogy that, uh, that we're going to point to, I want to hear yours first, just this incredible run Ohio state is on just getting everybody. They went from the portal, getting bill O'Brien. I mean, the cotton Bowl wasn't even that long ago and people were ready to jump off lane Avenue bridge. Now it's like every day we wake up and there's like more good news. It's been insane. What do you compare this to?
1: Yeah, we discussed this. We were trying to come up with an analogy that, that fits and, given the proclivities of the site might not be my analogy may not be the one everyone loves to hear about, but it, it reminds me of when the golden state warriors added Kevin Durant. So they were coming off a season in which they won a ton of games. And then there was a rules change that allowed the salary cap to expand for a short period of time. So Durant coincidentally, his contract came up in that year. Coincidentally, the salary cap expanded. So this team that already had a ton of talent, it became just a straight money game for everybody. And they were able to go overpay Durant and bring him in. Well, the NIL, we believe we're in a temporary one to two year stretch here where you're just be able to empty your bank account, or not even empty it in the highest state state, so go into your bank account and get guys you may not have otherwise gotten. Then you add in the fact that Nick Saban retired, which is like the contract, the Durant thing, where you have guys on the market that would not have already been there. Um, Julian Sand is not a normal transfer. Uh, Caleb Downs, not a normal transfer. They would not have been on the market had Saban stayed there. So, so so now the Quinchon Judkins ones is just a straight cool job and free agency. That's not what happened with these guys. Had Saban not retired, you know, they would not have been in the portal. So you have these a series of, I don't know say coincidences, but all leading up to the team that has the wherewithal to do it. And we sat on the show and said, "Look, this has become a money game temporarily." And we just put out news that Ohio State has 11 million fans, and you know the huge donor base. So they've gone out and done what they should have. This is not going to last forever, whether it's another year or two years, we shall see. Uh, I think Josh Pate summed it up beautifully last night on his show when he said, Ohio State has gone from being kind of a dabble in NIL to the apex predator of NIL. So I don't think this is a long-term thing. I do think Ohio State will always be at the forefront of adding talent from the NIL perspective. What I'm saying is, you're not going to get one of the three major superpowers from recruiting uh, Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio state have their coach leave. Right. And then those guys at those uh, programs only want to play for a certain kind of coach and for a certain kind of team. And then the fact that Saban left takes Alabama out of the mix. You, we got a better chance to win the championship now, just because Alabama isn't as good and they're always there. Then you take the Saban part out from recruiting, and it's really a two-team thing at the top now. I mean, the three offers I look at, this changes over time, but right now when I look at a recruit, I look Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. Do you have the big three? I mean, it used to be Florida, USC, Ohio State, and another. now it's those three. Like Quinchon Judkins, everybody but those three first time around. If you have those three, it doesn't matter what your rating is. And so now we're pulling from that pool. Then you add in the fact we got Bill O'Brien – and it's all these – and Bill O'Brien recruited Julian Sayan as I do the hand gestures. It's just – it's hard to even get my mind around. I know I was at the uh, my son's basketball game at Friday night, and someone very important sent me a meme of LeBron doing this. So that pretty much sums it up.
0: And that was before the Julian Sayan news. That was you Caleb that? Downs. Caleb Downs was Friday. Julian Sayan was Sunday. It's absolutely. It, it has been a perfect storm. It really has, and I like your Warriors analogy when they were already a, an excellent team that had won two titles, and they had Kevin Durant. They obviously were beat by LeBron. Um, that's then they bring no guarantee now. But um, I will say this: this is the analogy I made. Um, this is on a much bigger scale what Ohio State football is doing right now. From an Ohio State perspective, it reminds me a little bit of when Mata was in like going into like his second year. And uh, there was starting to be some like rumblings that could be putting together a pretty good recruiting class. You're like, really? And we were used to like the best player in Ohio going elsewhere. He'd flirt with Ohio State, but usually would go elsewhere. Daquan Cook um, was the best player in Ohio at the time a five stars, you know, from Dayton. And uh, they get Daquan Cook. And it's like, oh, here we go. This modern guy can recruit. Then there was some smoke like, wow. Oh, Odin and Con- Greg Odin, the number one player in the country and his uh, his – his uh, running mate, Mike Conley, they're they're interested in Ohio State. That's probably not going to happen, but they're interested in coming here. Oh, and Indiana, at the time, this isn't a perfect analogy to what's going on with Alabama. Indiana was in a little bit of an upheaval, I think, in, in normal situations. Maybe Odin and Conley would have stayed home and played for the Hoosiers. Um, and then you're there's more and more smoke. Is it really going to happen? Boom, Odin and Conley come. You're like, wow. And then it was uh, David Lighty, Othella Hunter, Thad Five was born. This is better than that. But in basketball, obviously you're not oh, going to get. Mark Titus. Like, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You even got Mark Titus in there, the Thad Five. And then, are they going to live up to it? Well, we'll see. The football team does. The basketball team, sure. Did they go all the way to the national championship game? They lost to that juggernaut uh, Florida team that repeated. But that's what this reminds me of. But like maybe on steroids. It's almost like it can't. It can't get any better, right? After Caleb Downs, and are they really going to get saying if they have Air Noland in the class? You know they got Will Howard for this year, which I think is a very good get. We haven't even talked about that yet. <laughs> it's just crazy everything that's happened. Um, no, people man, do it, man. They're
1: like, "Oh, by the way, they got Jeremiah Smith too," and you're like, "Oh yeah, my, I forgot right. that." Was that's that two what, yeah. years ago? No, Edric that was three Houston, weeks
0: ago. Edrick Houston, yeah, Seth McLaughlin. I mean, it's just all the guys coming back. It's it's just it's no, that, been the perfect storm, and then Saban yeah, retiring. You're right. That's what that's what pushed it over the top. All the NIL coming. The boosters are all pissed off because of the yes. Michigan three straight years. Everything has come together in a short period of time. That's what's crazy about this to me, Dan. Well, the craziest thing is just everything that's transpired. It's happened in like a three-week span.
1: It's yes. crazy. We literally just went the first five minutes of the show and didn't even discuss the fact that we had like seven guys that were going to pick get picked. five, Four or five in the top 100, they came back. That's never happened. So keep this in mind. You're talking about never, never happened. It's hard to keep saying never happened when it keeps happening. I don't know. I can't say never happened anymore. I I, just, I don't know. Now here's also the thing that I know is a fact because we are what we are. I've never also heard there's more pressure on day and that we need to rebuild the offensive line too. It's like on a balanced scale here. Um, I'm not as worried about the offensive line as I was at one point. Um, they have plenty of time to get that fixed. There's plenty of talent in there, and they added McLaughlin, but it's hard. It's hard to get my mind around. It really it is. is. So let's talk about Aaron Nolan.
0: Like, um, first of all, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't care about hurt feelings. I mean, Mm-mm. you know, this is big boy football, and I like that Ryan Day is just. It reminds me of Michael at the end of Godfather One. He just had enough. He's going to go scorched earth, and that's how it is. And uh, um, that's what Ryan Day is doing right now. So I don't know. I think probably Devin Brown will transfer after spring. I think that's probably a no-brainer. Um, what do you think Aaron Nolan's going to do? I mean, hopefully he sticks around and competes. I don't know. What do you think's going to happen there?
1: I think he battles it out. If you others, uh, he was at the game yesterday. The uh, Caitlin Clark. I don't want to make a joke about the end, but um, Galooli she apparently,
0: she apparently should be a good soccer player too.
1: It's Galooli. Uh, anyway, uh, mm.
0: ah, come on. Watch, um, the Watch the video. She, she pushes. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm going to get myself in trouble,
1: but yeah, and he was, he was at the game the Armstrong brothers were there. I saw Edric Houston there. Um, look, I don't think, I don't think Aaron Nolan thinks Julian Sands is going to beat him out. He's a competitor, man. He's not he's not coming from a place where they don't play competitive football. He's coming from the most competitive spot in Georgia. Um so I think they'll battle it out. And also, I, I also would say this, the transfer portal is, is what it is. And then there's almost like a corollary thing on quarterbacks, more than 50% of the quarterbacks in division one last year were transfers. It's just not the same as other positions. I used to have a thing where, and I kind of still do have it, but if you are an elite skill player and you transfer, I don't want you in the NFL. Okay. This is why I think, uh, Hertz is turning into a pumpkin now. He got beat out by Tua. I don't want a guy who's got beaten out. But that's different at other positions. You know what I mean? Some guys are transferring out that are quarterback from now on. is almost like should almost be in a different salary structure. And in college, you don't know who you're going to have year to year. I don't think now it's going to be a rotating thing. But a good thing is. Have a reputation for developing quarterbacks. Maybe, I don't know, C.J. Stroud, Dwayne Haskins, uh, Justin Fields maybe. And then when you need to go into the portal, uh, don't burn any bridges. You have connections to pretty much every quarterback in the country. I mean, you're talking – the quarterback room right now, let's just go down the list in age order, shall we? I believe Will Howard's our oldest, right? Then Devin Brown, Lincoln Keenholz. And then Aaron Nolan and uh, Julian Sand, those mm-hmm. five quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's a decent quarterback room. Uh, in terms bad. of aggregate talent, it's got to be up there all time. So it's great. I mean, Will Howard was the number one
0: quarterback in the portal. Uh, Judkins, number one running back in the portal. Caleb down back the top
1: receiver. receiver.
0: Caleb Downs, number one overall player, regardless of position, in the portal. Surefire first round pick in a few years. It's McLaughlin, number two interior lineman in the portal. I like the tight end they got from Ohio University. To block. They needed needed a
1: traditional blocker. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I love it. We're going to bring in Steve Wilfong pretty soon. We're going to bring in
1: Steve Wilfong. Go ahead. Go ahead. By the way, they also have the, without question, this is not an arguable point, they have the best running back tandem in the country. They have the best senior wide receiver in the country. They have the best sophomore wide receiver in the country. In my opinion, and they have the best freshman wide receiver in the country. I don't know what the hell he did with that junior class. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> hey, we could still have Keon Gray's and Kojo Antwi hanging around from that class, right? Caleb Brown's hey. doing his thing at Iowa, and whom I forget. Oh, Burton. Burton was the other one. Caleb Burton. I guess every even Brian Hartline can have kind of an off year every once in a while. His off year was guys that were all like high four stars. <laughs> it's
1: insane. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to go break the records at West Virginia, Boston College, your Cincinnati's of the world. It's like the old Royals to the Yankees.
0: Uh, Speaking of the Yankees, somebody of of that stature, I should say more like Yankees, like late 90s, when they were just winning titles. Steve Wiltfong, welcome. He's a Cubs fan. I probably shouldn't have used the Yankees analogy, but your Cubs are, I think, are going to be a dangerous team this year, Steve Wiltfong. Welcome in. Um, From your perspective, just how crazy is... What is transpiring at Ohio State right now with everything, guys coming back, all the guys are getting from the transfer portal, recruiting? I mean, just from your perspective, how crazy is this?
2: Not crazy. This is the expectation, the standard of Ohio State football. And last time I was on the Bucknuts Morning 5 with Dan Rubin, I was accused of having rose-colored glasses on for telling the listeners that the sky wasn't falling because you guys have lost a few close ball games to your bitter rival and lost a a playoff game to Georgia where the best player on the field got hurt. This is a program that's right there every year in the conversation to win a national championship. And I think Ryan Day's in the process of trying to shave one stroke off the game, the hardest stroke in golf to win that championship. And you're seeing that determination. We kind of talked about, Uh, On that BM5 episode, also how Ohio State and their approach to NIL uh, earlier in the NIL stratosphere to now has changed. You look at the way the Buckeyes closed that cycle. Even some of the guys that they missed on, Amaris Williams, they were able to come back around at the end and become a contender again. And even though he chose Auburn, Ohio State was swinging on those guys so I think that you're seeing guns blazing on every front and this is going to be a roster that's going to have a chance to compete for a national championship again this year like every year and I know you'll want, you want y'all want to win it every year you haven't won one in 9 years but this is a football team that's going to be in the mix when you go into the season as one that you could predict to win a national championship, and then you look at this 2024 class, recruiting, high school recruiting, and transfer portal combined, it's number two in the 24-7 sports standings, but it's number one in my favorite category, average ranking per commit, this is pound for (laughs) pound, the best collection of talent, high school and college, that will be injected into a college football program next year, injected into a program that was already pretty damn good, so Uh, This is an exciting time, but Ryan Day did not roll over into the fetal position after losing a couple football games. Uh, He got pissed. This is a football team that's pissed. This is a program that's pissed. They don't like losing these close ball games to to their rival. They don't like losing the Georgia in the playoff. Um, And and so they're going to come back and, and try and be stronger this coming season. And I like the players, obviously, that are coming in and This is a team that you can predict to win the national title, and no one's going to look at you like you're crazy.
1: Steve, they've got two quarterbacks now in 2024, which is not customary, especially in the portal era where the quarterbacks have kind of flattened out across the land. You've got Aaron Nolan, and you've got Julian Sain. There was some question uh, when Sain decommitted from Alabama as to where he would go. My understanding is he reached out to LSU and Ohio State. Your thoughts on having the two quarterbacks in there, what you thought of each of them, and then how you could see it playing out.
2: Yeah, that's my understanding also that those were two programs that he had a keen eye on, and and USC certainly became a contender there at the end. And there were a lot of other schools that were trying to dial them up and see if they had a chance to to make a run because Julian Sand was the uh, most pure passer in the class, completed over 75% of his attempts as a senior He is accurate. And then the other thing that stands out about him is just how competitive he is. Going into the Elite 11 Finals, obviously Dylan Raiola was the number one quarterback in the country. Well, Julian Sayan had a mark on on Dylan Raiola coming into that competition. He wanted to prove that he was the best in America and left there as the Elite 11 Finals winner. Um, So he's got that competitive edge to him. And I think it shows with the schools that he looked at the first time through the process. He chose Alabama over LSU and Texas. And then Ohio State, he's the fifth quarterback in the room now. So he's not shying away from what is an outstanding quarterback room. All those guys that are in Ohio State's quarterback room is are very talented. He could have chose USC, which is a pretty – smooth path to QB1 to play for one of the best quarterback minds and, and offensive play callers of the generation in, in Lincoln Riley. But uh, Ohio State, he wants to be in that kind of environment where you're playing for all the marbles, being developed and coached by a guy like Ryan Day, whose track record is also as good as anybody's at, at, at developing quarterbacks and calling offenses. And I think the way that Julian Sam played out at the end, I think it just goes to show you what kind of guy Ohio state has in the corner office and Ryan day where it's like, look, Julian Sand wants to come to Ohio state. A lot of coaches would say, come on, you can come, but he had to like evaluate that situation. Talk to staff, talk to play, you know, whatever his, whatever his, uh, uh, protocols were to make the decision that we're going to add Julian saying, I think it shows a guy like Julian saying that hey, this guy really cares about his players, cares about his culture, cares about his locker room, that it's not just like this uh, easy transition here. So now he's coming in. He's going to be a, a guy that can push the room with his accuracy and, and high football IQ and competitive energy. And Air Nolan, He had one of the best junior years in the country, guys. Led his team to a state championship, threw for over 4,000 yards and 55 touchdowns. Uh, He was a playmaker under center, too. He's one of the best leaders in this class, as charismatic a guy as you're going to find. Also very competitive. I think he's super tough. I don't think people realize how tough Aaron Nolan is. I think he played through some stuff as a senior um, um, but he's not, obviously, to your point, Dan, before I came on, he's he's not uh, scared uh, of the moment either. He picked Ohio State for a reason. He could have went to Miami. He could have went to some other schools that were still trying to beat down his door at the end of the cycle, Auburn and, and such. So these guys are betting on themselves at Ohio State, and we'll see what happens from there. You know, it's a hell of a place to come bet on yourself. Sure.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that, Steve, about uh, Aaron Nolan senior year, him being banged up. I've heard a lot of people, we know that if somebody writes something then it just catches fire and gets misinterpreted. I've heard a lot of people say, well, Aaron Nolan had a terrible senior year. It's like, come on. We know we saw his junior year, and like you mentioned, he was banged up as a senior. Had a hell
2: of a sophomore year too, David, and didn't play too bad as a freshman. Both these guys, Aaron Nolan, Julian Sand, they've played a lot of, lot of downs, a lot of snaps on the high school level. So they're ready to come in and start learning from some of the best football coaches in college football. And that room is as competitive as can be. And Devin Brown, look, he got hurt in the bowl game. He didn't get a chance to showcase what he's about. I'm sure he's going to come into spring camp ready to compete. Lincoln Kino's do not take that bowl game as your takeaway of what he is. Do you, I, I can't imagine the percentage of snaps he got for that bowl game when you're just trying to get Devin ready. I mean, like, so who knows what kind of snaps Lincoln got. My memory of Lincoln is him coming into the All-America Bowl out of South Dakota where the competition level uh, 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 probably is similar to a lot of Pat Murphys running around on the football field. Um, but Lincoln Keynes gets into the All-America Bowl, and he was the quarterback that made the, the, the biggest plays in that game, if I remember correctly. So there's a lot of talent a lot of ability there for him. And so we'll see – uh, you know, Ohio State, how they get it out of all of them. And, and, and I, I think we assume that Will will, will be the starter and he'll be a ferocious player that's an accurate with the football, that's going to have some cool toys around him that he's never had before. Uh, 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 now, they've had some dynamic guys at Kansas State, but I'm talking about the the yeah. bandwidth of it. Like uh, You can't just key in on one or two guys now. There's a lot of guys that can hurt you at Ohio State. And then the last thing, there was a lot of panic about this offensive line when I was on the show last time, and, and I just – I'm not panicking about anything Ohio State related. The games that you guys have tried to win uh, from the top down, because that bowl game, there were opt-outs, so not everyone tried to win that game. Y'all were in all of them and right there. And so coming into another year with a great football team.
1: Let me ask you this. Uh, I will admit that I went to some other Uh, media outlets to read their thoughts on Ohio State adding such talent. Those outlets may have been based in the South and their opinions of it may have been pain related, but there is a narrative developed. Now look, the, the collectives, the foundation did an amazing job here down the stretch of making it. So the transfers had a place Ohio state was on, on the record as a spot they could go but there's a narrative coming out of Georgia that Ohio state simply just paid for downs. I saw one guy say it was three times what Ohio state paid. That's not what I heard. What have you heard in terms of why did downs choose Ohio state?
2: Well, I think that he's always loved Ohio state. Now, certainly let's, I hate when people are like, why don't you talk about the elephant in the room, NIL? I think we all know it's there. So, you know, uh, until I see a contract, I can't tell you exactly uh, what a young man's deal is or, or, or what their money is. Obviously, Caleb Downs is someone that should be one of the highest paid players in college football. He might be the best player in college football over the next two years. You know, when you're talking about a way that a player will grade each game, He's got a chance to be that guy that grades the highest. He's as versatile a defensive back as there is in the country. He's as smart a football player. He's as natural and as instinctive a football player as there is in America. He led Alabama in tackles as a true freshman, and they got some damn good players on that team. They made the college football playoff. uh, um, And and in high school – He had 20 rushing touchdowns as a senior. He could play running back anywhere in the country if he wanted to. He could play play running back at Ohio State right now. I'm just telling you. I'm not saying he would be like RB1, but by by week three, just because of how talented he is, you just don't count him out. It would just take him some time. That's how good of a football player this young man is. He had 19 interceptions in high school. David, he ran seven of them back for touchdowns. So over a third of his interceptions he housed. He's just – phenomenal i haven't i'm not sure i've seen as instinctive a player in my time of covering high school football recruiting as i have caleb downs and then you add in the fact that he's physical and he's athletic he's versatile I you mean, know, Ohio state they're going to be able to line him up all over their secondary and he's going to be a difference maker he can obviously come down and play around the line of scrimmage and he's just an excellent leader you know i heard something interesting does he return kicks I was gonna say, and he's gonna be punt. punts. He's gonna be your punt returner. You can yes, mark sir. that down. But yep. he look, Shannon Sharp and, and Chad will do a pretty entertaining podcast. Uh and uh Chad uh asked Shannon about uh players getting paid and does that make them lose their hunger in college? And he just you know, Shannon Sharp responded, it just shows you who a young man is earlier, and so Caleb Downs. I don't care if he's making one, three, five, or seven at Ohio State. He's he, he's not motivated by that. He just has a sense of worth, knowing what he's worth. But his ambition and goals are football-oriented and, and what he does on the field in between the chalk. So he's going to bring all those intangibles and tangibles you're looking for. He he's instantly walks in and becomes a great leader, lead-by-example type guy. Great personality. Players love being around him. Um, he already has good relationships in that Ohio State locker room. And I think just ultimately, like, this is a program he always kind of wanted to be at. Now, Alabama, the opportunity to play for Nick Saban, that trumped everything. And his dad told me last week, hey, If he knew that he was only going to get one year with Nick Saban prior to signing his LOI, that he still would have done it and still would have went to Alabama and still played this season. So I think he's viewing this as that was just a special year in his life that he got to play for the GOAT and get to know Nick Saban so well and get that knowledge and get that personal, those personal conversations that they've had and that experience. He's going to be telling his family about that for a long time. Now he wants to also tell his family about how he helped Ohio State win their first national championship in in several years he went to the uh, he went to the Ohio State Michigan game instead of the Iron Bowl his senior year now he knew he was going to get to play in an Iron Bowl but he actually didn't get to play in an Iron Bowl at home so he's never attended an Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa to my knowledge Uh, but he has been to the game in Columbus and he's going to be on the field during the game in
1: Columbus this coming season that's good for us here's my question Do you think this is a case of, and this is what I was saying to Dave earlier, it goes in cycles, but to me, the three superpowers in recruiting right now, heading into this cycle, Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama, and that if I saw a guy that had those three offers, I don't even look at his ranking. Um, They're the elite of the elite. When you just simply, there's three of them, and now there's two of them. And I guess another school could move up into that level. But just from the yeah. fact that Alabama's out of it, that has to help Ohio State. Just because like you're saying, I've heard you talk about these guys like Julian Sain and Aaron Nolan and Caleb Downs. Those guys are not going to go to every program. There's a certain kind of like uh, young professional culture they're looking for. And now it seems to me there's only really two. Am I wrong about that?
2: Well, I think LSU's a program that's okay. got a chance to sign a special class this year that's got special energy around it and investment in their program also. I don't know where you categorize them as like a superpower, but they've won some national championships under different regimes in all our lives. So they're a program that takes a backseat to nobody in my mind with what, with what they've shown they're capable of doing. Now, within that, they've also had more mediocre seasons than those other programs, so it's kind of hard to get a grip. And mediocre maybe isn't fair, uh, but they haven't. Those other programs, you can almost stamp them for twelve. LSU, you can. They could get you fourteen, but they can also get you nine. You know, so it's that's Louisiana, dude. Kind of, that's kind of where where they've been. But Brian Kelly and company, I like the way they're building up. They could finish with the number one class in twenty twenty five. So could Ohio State. Uh, Georgia. Those are kind of the, the three that I'm looking at early on jury out on this new Alabama staff from a recruiting standpoint in that uh, city. Like, I think that they will have the chops, but they have to go prove it. Uh, and they're certainly great coaches. They deserve that job. And, and and it was a, it was a really good hire. So be interesting to, to, to see what, what happens there, but Ohio state um, there's a lot going on for them at this school. Look, they're, they're players. Enjoy being there. Um, the uh, they're they're I don't think they're taking a back seat in NIL for players on the roster. I think that they're ramping it up for uh talent acquisition, so I think that's a good thing. But players are having good experiences, the culture is phenomenal. The city of Columbus is it like what the 13th biggest city in the country, two spots behind Indianapolis, just a little longer. Uh, but we don't have a major college football team here in, in Indianapolis, uh, but you guys do in Columbus. And I think that's special and all the businesses and stuff there and all the people that are invested in that program uh, to help make the experience better for Ohio State athletes across the board. All those little inches add up. You don't know what the inches are. They're going to help you win a recruitment. You just want to compile them and keep adding them up. And Ohio State, they got a ton of reasons why a young man would want to come play sports there in Columbus, and it continues to show up on the recruiting trail. They always have great classes, and those classes have turned into really good football teams. It's just hard to win the last game, guys. I know you guys want to win it. And look, Michigan, they had a hell of a stretch. That was a hell of a three-year stretch. A lot of NFL players, they've hired some great coaches. Jim Harbaugh is a good coach. The coordinators that they've had there were terrific um, but Ohio State's been in all those games, and you know we'll see what happens in the next one.
0: Speaking of Indianapolis, they just better keep Big Ten Media Days in Indy. It's perfect. As you know, it's perfect to host events like that. I want them to keep Big Ten Media Days in Indy. There's been some talk. They might move it. I don't want to hear any of that. And, yeah, I'm, I'm a little biased because you know, Steve, it's the easiest drive in the world, Columbus to Indy, Indy to Columbus. It's just yes. a straight shot down 70. It's the easiest thing in the world. And Indy is perfect because everything is right there. Everything is right there. I don't know why they would even think about moving
2: it, but it's phenomenal being here. It's the cheapest big city in the country to buy alcohol when you're at these events. You know, you get yourself a cocktail for three bucks or whatever downtown. There's a lot of good establishments. It's cheaper to stay in hotels here. Uh, uh, the, every major sporting event should be here. We got the NBA All Star game here this year. We've had Super Bowls, we've had Final Fours. The Big Ten title game, I know y'all love coming in for that. It's been a minute, so we'll see if we got some front rowers coming back to uh, potentially hang out this coming year. I think I like the way- Car we'll race there
1: occasionally. The,
2: the Indy 500, there's no better sporting event than the Indy 500. I, I know that uh, Mr. May on the Ohio State. Uh, Beat would would agree. And if you haven't been to the Indy 500 and you love sports, I I highly recommend it's the biggest sporting event in the country over 300,000 people. When I was young, I used to just go in the infield and you could like go the whole race and not see a car. Um, but now that I'm older and wiser, I love going to the race. Now I take my family. It's a Wolf Farm family tradition, but it's the is off the charts. But Indianapolis, I could campaign and st- as, as many good things as I said about Ohio State, I can talk even better about Naptown here, guys.
0: <laughs> Nothing wrong with being proud of your city. I like it. And I, I'm a fan of Indy as well. I'm a big fan of Columbus. Nothing wrong with that. And I'm a fan of Dayton, uh, my original hometown. I'm a big I have fan one of, Steve piece of of art. art
2: i'm cultured i have one piece of art it's the it's the motor speedway here boys that
0: one there you go look at this one there you go i've never been to an indy 500 my dad's been um went several times i i never got a chance to go but i'll have to try it at least
2: once all right this is a painting you're showing me pictures of life photo i'm showing you
1: the man who makes it possible for me to pay my mortgage got this thing rolling
2: Thomas Kincaid, he put in a lot of time to get that thing done back there.
1: I'm sure he did. I'm not sure this guy would even talk to him because he likes more athletes, but uh, we'll see.
0: Gentlemen, good stuff. Thank you for hopping in here, Steve Wiltfong.
1: Thank you. I'll see you on the front row.
0: Appreciate you guys, and thanks to everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. If everyone has a great rest of your day. Thanks again, guys. (music)